Hello, everybody. This is Tito Bort, CEO at AltiSales, and uh, welcome to another SDR Superstar Series. Uh, for those of you that uh, have not seen a previous SDR Superstar video, this is a series that I put together to highlight some of the best um, performers in the SDR world. So we're looking at people who have really exceeded their goals, exceeded expectations. They're crushing their quota uh, all across the nation. And um, we have a lot of fun shows. All of these um, SDRs are highlighting some things that are making them successful, be it video or um, direct mail or the way they approach research or phone calls or how they organize their prospects, how they find their target markets. Uh, it's really remarkable. So hopefully you have a, a lot to learn from this. And we're also going to talk about like what tools they use, how does their company like provide um, accounts and a lot of other things. So should be a lot of fun. Today, I have with me Brandon Ferris from Appcast. And the reason he's in the show is he won 2018 SDR of the year at his company. So very, very impressive. Um, some months he even hit 140% of quota, uh, crushing his numbers. And today he's gonna share with us a lot of uh, really cool things he's done uh, and that you might be able to replicate as well. So Brandon, we're, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Tito. Pleasure being here. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's great to have you. We had a quick chat before uh, this video and, uh, and we have a lot of really cool things to share. So um, before we get started, we, we do want to hear what, what is AppCast? What, what do you guys do? Yeah, so we are a technology company uh, in the SaaS industry and we help organizations connect with top talent to get the more qualified candidates across their jobs. Uh, using technology. So we look at the, you know, data and analytics of job postings and figure out, you know, where the ideal candidates are and basically help organizations um, make, su make successful hires. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Um, let's dive a little bit deeper. So you must be reaching out to like talent acquisition, maybe some other titles there in, in HR. <laughs> Yeah, we do have a few few ICPs in talent acquisition. Um, yeah, HR, recruiting, some folks in marketing too, depending on the vertical that we you know we're reaching out to. Okay. Yeah, so it, it does it does vary. Okay, that's great. Um, let's talk about your day to day work. Um, are you guys organized inbound, outbound? Are you doing both? Um, so e each rep is focused on both outbound and inbound as well. So we do have. Um, you know, marketing influence leads that come in, uh, people that come in on, on our chat, on our forum, um, those folks as well. So we, we do, uh, you know, a very targeted approach to, to kind of each sector in that. Okay. Yeah. And then when it, when it comes to like your KPIs and what you get measured on, is it like just uh, how many meetings you book or how many show up or revenue? What, what are they looking at for the SDR team? Yeah, so we are comped on meetings that actually take place. Um, and that's, that's on a monthly basis. So we, we have a, a quote of nine um, SQLs, which is included with both outbound and inbound right now. Uh, so that, that's, our, that's our target right now. Cool. And that mix of nine, what do you feel as a ratio? Is it like eight inbound, one outbound? Or is it like, you know, skewed towards one side or the other, pretty even? Yeah, it's about a 50-50 split, I'd say right now. Um, you know, our marketing does a really good job at getting leads coming in. And, and we have, you know, constant webinars that are providing, um, you know, our customers with a lot of, uh, content. So, uh, we typically get, you know, quite a bit of inbound, um, but then we're all also responsible for outbound as well. Um, you know, typically on, on enterprise sized accounts where, you know, they might have over 250 open jobs. That's typically what we consider to be a, an enterprise uh, opportunity. Okay. That's really cool. Um, so you're the best performer, like, uh, w w what are your num numbers there? What's, 
and, and how are you achieving those? Yeah, so last year I, I had a few months where I hit 140, 130, and 120% uh, percent to quota respectively. Um, so, you know, with that comes quite a bit of structure. So I, I tend to, you know, when what works for me might not work for others, but I, I really emphasize kind of having a, a structured day. So I have, you know, time allocated to making dials. So I'll, you know, kind of limit all distractions. Um, you know, phone can certainly be a huge distraction, getting notifications, uh, you know, getting those, those dopamine hits, if you want to call them that. Um, so I tend to keep my phone aside and if I'm coming in and make, you know, let's say making 30 dials in an hour, um, you know, I'll kind of, uh, just focus on that and make sure I hit that without any distractions whatsoever. Uh, tend to leave research aside. I'll, I'll typically do research beforehand, make some notes and then just focus on, you know, hitting the phones within the hour to make it, you know, the most useful of my time. Okay. Sounds great. So day structure and, uh, do you have a, like a typical like day structure where you always come in and make phones from like nine to 10 and then you do this from this and this. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. So usually I'll, I'll try and hit, um, so I'm in Atlantic time zone, so I'll try and hit Eastern. Um, and then as I progress throughout the day, I'll, I'll move on to, um, uh, mountain and then get into Pacific as well as the day moves on. Um, so that, that's sort of how I structure my calls. Um, typically I'll structure them around engagement. So if there's people, you know, opening my emails quite often, uh, let's say they get shared internally in the organization, I'll sort of prioritize my calls based on those folks and then sort of trickle down into the, you know, less engaged, um, less engaged prospects. Okay. That's really awesome, man. Um, and if you, if you have actually a written down schedule, it would be fun to, uh, like share that with the audience. I might put a, put a picture in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to do that for sure. And it, it's pretty, pretty consistent throughout the day. So, uh, you know, typically an hour and a half in the morning, I'll, I'll bust out some dials, uh, an hour to an hour and a half, and then I'll do follow-ups and emails that need, you know, need attention right away. I'll kind of spend about an hour on that hour and a half, uh, you know, take a bit of a lunch break and then kind of, you know, do the same thing in the afternoon. Uh, I'm starting to incorporate a bit of video as well. Um, so I'm, you know, blocking out some time in my calendar in the afternoon to make videos to, you know, the most engaged prospects as well. Cool. So tell us about like number of like activities you are putting in per day. Like how many calls, how many emails? Um, it really depends. Usually we try and get about 50 dials a day, um, depend, depending on the day again. Uh, we have a couple reps on the team who are upwards of about 100 dials right now. Um, and then emails, I try and send out about 20 personalized, like really personalized emails a day if I can. Um, again, depending on, you know, what's going on and, and other meetings and stuff. But if I can make, you know, 40 to $50 in a day and, and get uh, 15 to 20, you know, really heavily personalized emails, and then, you know, maybe some more generic kind of emails um, throughout the day, then that's, you know, that's a pretty good day in, in, my, in my opinion. Cool. So this seems like actually pretty strategic, right? Like you have reps on your team making a hundred dials a day, you're making 50 yet. You're like getting more, uh, more meetings than, than they are. Um, so tell us maybe about the emails or like, what is that secret sauce that's getting random to 140%? It's not just mindless work. There's something there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so actually funny story. So when we first started out, uh, we, we typically did quite a few email blasts that were, you know, very generic, not personalized whatsoever. And it was a numbers game. And, you know, we, we had um, a bit of success with it, but it was more when we actually got into personalization. And I know for myself, um, I've gotten, you know, pretty strategic as far as figuring out what to bring up in an email, 
um, you know, kind of dig in the persona pain points a bit and, and kind of tie that into some personalization. So um, for an example, if, if I'm on a, you know, a prospect's LinkedIn, I can see some of the groups that they're associated with. Like, let's say they're a Golden State Warriors fan. I've used that example um, a few times. And so, you know, I'll kind of craft an email saying like, oh, hey, um, you know, I, not, I see that you're a Golden State Warriors fan, but, um, you know, they, they have the necessary resources to, um, you know, have a, a you know, a, a really good team and a really good organization. Here's how you can kind of do the same with what we provide for you. Um, right. So yeah. bringing, bringing a reference, but not being like, not calling it out, um, not being like, oh, I see you're a Golden State Warriors fan, but more like crush it like the Golden State Warriors, I think was the, was the subject of the email that, that you were sharing with me. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, if you want, let's say Nike to crush it, just like the Golden State Warriors, um, like here's what they do. Here's what we do. You know, it should help. Yeah, okay. yeah you got it, man. Just to just again, to, to stand out from the noise, um, you know, that's not what prospects typically will receive in emails is, is something to that per level of personalization. Um, right. So I think that goes a long way. And, and you know, if, if that is getting open, chances are they will uh, at least recognize it. So when you do call them for another touch point, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I, you know, I, I, you know, I do remember that email. That was fantastic or whatever the case may be. Cool. And, and you're writing these like yourself. Like, where did you like come up with all the creativity to like figure out what to write? For the most part, um, I do write them out myself. I, t I do a lot of A-B testing on emails to see kind of what sticks, what doesn't. Um, so I'll, I'll typically have a, a structured email. I'll, I might tweak a few things, blast that out to, you know, a certain number of people and then see kind of, you know, what, what yields results um, over, over others. Uh, that, that's pretty much it. Cool. That's, that's really awesome. And then are you doing much on, you, you mentioned you're starting to do a little bit of video, but are you doing much on social or um, like direct mail or any other like techniques? Uh, I've started leveraging a bit of direct mail. Um, I haven't found a whole lot of success with that. More so just trying to, you know, grow my network on LinkedIn. Um, so I, I think that's part of my focus in 2019 is to do more social, uh, you know, more video, more, more ways to kind of stand out from, from the noise again and uh, just connect on a more personal level. Cool. Yeah. I love that, man. Um, that's awesome. So a lot of like good tips there and, and, and ideas. And then uh, I'll share some of the emails that you shared with me uh, on this uh, LinkedIn post um, so that people can, can check that out. Um, let's talk a little bit about the company structure because sometimes, you know, people share great things that they're doing and then um, other SDRs want to copy it, but they realize they don't have the tools or they have uh, they're com targeting a completely different market. Like they're going after, uh, you know, you're targeting HR, they're targeting engineering and then the same things might not work. So let's talk a little bit more about your organization. Um, how many SDRs total? So we have, we have nine SDRs on the team right now. Um, okay. Yeah. And then you have, you're sending the meetings, demos, discovery calls to account executives. That's correct. Yeah, we have a bit, there's about a one to one ratio between SDR and AE. Um, so we do have, but yeah, it's about a one to one ratio with with the uh, the SDR to AE. Okay, perfect. So and and are you guys like paired up? Like you always send uh, or like your demos are going to one specific AE or just a set of them, and and other SDRs also have like oh I work with this AE or is it more like round robin? Yeah, for sure. So outbound uh, reps are paired up with one individual AE um, that they support, you know, throughout. And then when inbounds come in, it, that does go on a round robin rotation, um, depending on the 
actual amount of leads that are getting passed along. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. So the outbounds are paired up and then the inbounds are rotation across the SDR. So like you take one then the next rep take one and so on. And exactly. It makes it easier so that, uh, I guess at the end of the month, uh, you all have about the same amount of demos inbound. Exactly. Yeah. Is it like the leads get distributed or like, this is a very interesting question about organizational structure. So do you get, let's say you get one inbound lead and that lead is actually disqualified. It's not good. You're not going to get a meeting performed. Do you also get the next one or did you just like get unlucky, miss your chance? It's the next reps uh, time. Unfortunately, that's, that's the case. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it, it, uh, it does get, you know, kind of just keeps going um, depending on who's up on rotation. So it, it gets tracked in Salesforce and then that's, that's kind of how it works. Okay. Yeah. So and then tell me, this is very, very interesting to me. So um, let's say you are in rotation for the inbound. Now you got to be looking at the inbound queue, right? Or, and then as soon as you like get one, you're like, okay, I'm done. Now somebody else has to come look at the inbound queue. Does that not sometimes like throw off your day a little bit when you're like, okay, I got to make my 30 calls. And they're like, Brandon, wait a second. You're up for inbounds. You're like, oh my God, man. <laughs> It, it can, it can certainly throw off your day. I mean, it, it's something that, you know, we got to kind of hop on immediately and, and deal with, um, which nice. is fine. Like, you know, we love getting good inbound leads, but um, again, depending on the verticals, cause we do have a few different verticals that uh, the reps are associated with. So for myself, I actually get um, all inbounds within the staffing organization that come through to me. So that's not too, too challenging to deal with because I'm, you know, I'm expecting it almost. Um, whereas the other reps, it, it does go through kind of like a cycle rotation. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I'm very ADHD. So if, if you put me in that environment, I would be going crazy. I'd be like, <laughs> I need to make my calls. Don't give me invalids. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, I completely understand how organizations do that and why they do it. They, they just want to be as fair as possible with the reps and just give them the same number of leads and, and so on. So everybody feels treated fairly. So, okay. So, um, let's talk a little bit about like uh, what the company provides you. So um, tools that you're using on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh. Yeah. So, so each um, SDR has a sales navigator license for, for prospecting. Um, we use zoom info for acquiring contact and company information, uh, direct dials. It does a really good job at, you know, finding that, finding that information um, outreach for sales enablement. So, you know, based on back to the personalization level, um, I use outreach to, you know, basically keep track of, of tasks that are ongoing um, and to make sure I'm, you know, on top of hot prospects that are engaged in content or engaged in my emails. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we use outreach for essentially. Uh, we use Salesforce for a CRM. And again, like I mentioned previously, starting to do a little bit of um, Vidyard for, for video prospecting. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Um... And then, so you were talking about that you are getting all the inbound for staffing. Uh, is that is that your segment too? Like when you're going outbound, do you have like a list of accounts or a segment, or or is it like everybody pick their own? Yeah. So so for myself, I'm I'm the only one that's kind of prospecting for staffing right now, um, and typically just going after the top 100. And they're the organizations are very complex and you know extremely large. Um, so there's, you know, quite a few prospects that I can actually go after within each organization. Um, and then we do similar blitzes where we might go after, let's say, healthcare staffing. Uh, so we'll focus on that for like a period of two to three weeks and then just kind of, you know, 
go back to the top 100 from there. And like, where are you finding out that they're the top 100? Uh, there's lists that get distributed online. Um, it's the staffing uh, industry analyst list, I believe. So uh, it, it basically it's the top 100 staffing firms in the U.S. based on revenue, total revenue. Oh, cool. Yeah. So this is more like a uh, like an organization or like a uh, like, like a nonprofit that or like a trade show that they put together where all the companies that do staffing go to, and then they they have all the stats. Or how do you know the data is reliable? Yeah, so it's basically an organization that does data and analytics for these staffing firms. Um, so they keep track of all the metrics that these staffing firms are providing from, you know, company growth to amount of clients that they have to um, total revenue for the year. And you get that all for free? Man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you get, Can you somebody build get... me some lists for free? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we are part of a, a group. Um, that you know we do get access to that, so that's where we can kind of see the see the numbers. Oh, okay, so there's some maybe some sort of sponsorship. Okay, that's really cool. And then how much how much research do you get to do? I mean, like you have the names of the hundred top like staffing companies. Are you the one who's like going on LinkedIn Sales Nav and like finding the person and going on Zoom Info, grabbing the prospect, putting it on outreach, um, all that? Yeah, it's basically a, a full cycle that way. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, so you can really cherry pick the contacts you want, but that must take uh, a little bit of time. Do you work like late at night or early in the morning or is this like throughout the day that you're doing one by one? How do you organize that? Yeah, it, it's very time consuming. And again, when I, when I mentioned that, I like to kind of segment my time with calling and, and research and prospecting. Um, typically I'll take about an hour, hour and a half, two hours to do research, um, you know, figure out the right contacts to go after. And then from there, um, kind of spend, you know, more time in the afternoon to, um, you know, craft emails and, and to really kind of hit their pain points for each prospect. Uh, I do quite a bit of research at night as well. If I'm, you know, prepping for next day, I'll take half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour and just kind of, um, you know, figure out priorities on, on accounts and who I should be going after. Um, so yeah. each day can be pretty, pretty hectic that way, but. That's awesome. So not only are you strategic, but you work harder than anybody else. So that's the way to win. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. man. congrats. Good stuff. Um, when you're, when you're making phone calls, um, like what do you, how do you know what to say on the phone? Do you have like a script or a structure or like, how do you usually start those phone calls and how did you learn that? Yeah. So I do somewhat have a script. Um, I've got a lot of insights from Morgan Ingram over at Jay Barrows. Um, nice. so I, I typically use kind of his or their, um, winning call formula. Uh, so I, I've been, you know, having quite a bit of success with that and, and really trying to narrow down on the prospects pain points um, based on each persona. So again, I, I'm reaching out to people in marketing, I'm reaching out to people in, you know, the, the digital marketing space, marketing space, um, talent acquisition space. So it, it really depends on who we're going after and, and which kind of vertical. Um, and that, that's sort of how it's laid out. So within my calls, you know, I'm not trying to essentially have a discovery call right on the first, you know, conversation that we have. It's more to set up a meeting from there uh, and then to go through the discovery or qual process. Cool. And do you do the discovery yourself or is this directly sent to the AE? So we, we are responsible for the discovery um, to get as much information. And we're basically qualified on having uh, ban. So budget, authority, need, timeline. Um, so that, that's essentially what we consider a sales qualified lead is getting, getting band set up and make sure, you know, it's the right prospect and the right account 
and to make sure, you know, obviously they have, they have needs for, for what we're helping them with. That's awesome, man. So shout out to uh, Morgan J. Ingram and uh, Jay Barrows. Um, I followed some of their stuff as well, and uh, they're great, man. Uh, really, really good content. So glad that yeah. you uh, you bumped into them and and uh, and the winning so the winning formula for 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 calling. I'm gonna have to dive deeper into that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's very helpful. Cool. And uh, tell me about the like the, the emails. You seems like you personalize a lot. You were talking about like going into like LinkedIn profiles, figuring out the warriors and stuff like that. But um, what what else have you done, or how how do you make these effective? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, like I said, uh, if you know if there's people that are associated with groups on LinkedIn, um, I'll typically you know kind of reach out in that in that sense and and sort of come down to their level, um, and you know, basically what I'll do is I'll um, kind of go through it and, and see, you know, what their pains are as far as the, the prospect goes and, you know, just kind of, just kind of tie it in as much as I can. Um, I'm trying to get more structured and strategic on, uh, you know, not spending too much time on an email, on an email, because, you know, if it, if it doesn't get open, then what's the point of spending all that time on an email? Um, so I'm trying to keep it between about five, you know, 10 minutes, ideally. Um, awesome. and then for subject lines, I, I typically try not to spend too much time on it. Um, generally keeping them between about one to three words at most. Okay. So yeah. very short subject lines and you, and you've mentioned also like sometimes you go look at universities, you're talking uh, a little bit about like Clemson and how, when they won the national title, you personalize to that. So you're, you're keeping up with, I guess, some of like what's happening in the world and what could be relevant to certain prospects. Um, and then, yeah, you were telling me you, you go on, uh, LinkedIn sales now, and you can go figure out, okay, who are all the people that went to Clemson uh, that are in my industry and my target accounts? And then within those, can I export a list or go research them on Zoom info, see if they have their contact info, and then just send them an email regarding that. So I, I thought that was like very, very impressive and thoughtful of you. Um, so yeah, yeah, for sure. That's Shout out to uh, Jeremy Lovier at Lead IQ for that uh, that tip. And it, it's, it is super effective. So it, and you can basically do that with any you know, kind of big sporting event that goes on, uh, you know, Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Uh, you can kind of kind of reach out on that level. Shout out to Jeremy, man. He's a beast. I love Jeremy. <laughs> he kills uh, it. <laughs> he kills it. Um, cool. Let's talk a little bit about like, um, like training or any other things. Like seems like you're a very like self-taught man, like man following Barrows and Ingram and Levier. Um, any, any specific trainings or anybody like in your career so far or before that like was a great trainer that you like worked under or? So it's been, you know, quite a individual level as far as training goes. Um, internally at the company, we do quite a bit of role playing uh, with the team. So we'll, we'll kind of get together twice a week, do role playing, handle objections. Uh, you know, our, our manager is quite involved with that. So he helps quite a bit with that. Um, but on my own time is where I think I'm really starting to learn and, you know, to kind of get a handle on different stuff in the industry and, and different sales tactics. So, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of sales success stories with Scott Ingram. So I typically on my way to work, on my way home to lunch, on my way back, you know, or if I'm in the car, I'll put a podcast on, put it at 1.25 X uh, speed and just kind of crush those out as much as I can when I have the opportunity. Um, he actually boiled it down into daily sales tips. Uh, so you can, you know, subscribe to that. It's very digestible material that you can crush in like five to 10 minutes, uh, rather than listening to, you know, a full hour and a half podcast. 
it really narrows it down and gives you some good tactics and tips to follow up with. So, you know, it's one thing to kind of listen to that, but it's another thing to kind of bring it to work and, and start applying it and see what works and what sticks. Um, so that's one thing I've been doing quite a bit of. Uh, again, another one's SDR Chronicles with Morgan Ingram. Um, you know, always learning from him. He's, you know, he, he obviously knows his stuff. So, um, and then books, I, I do quite a bit of reading right now as well. Um, Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt. That's a really interesting one. Give you a, an idea on, you know, the importance of prospecting and, you know, if you're all missing. All about the hustle, huh? All about yeah, the hustle. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, you gotta go do it, man. Just go do it. I, and that's just I, it, man. It, you know, at days you don't want to do it. Um, you know, it, you're always going to have that kind of pushback. But again, what it boils down to is, you know, being committed and, and staying committed and getting that done. Um, and that's where you can really succeed and, and build a decent pipeline. Um, another really interesting one is, is one by Aubrey Marcus. Uh, it's called Own the Day, Own Your Life. And it's essentially starting out your day because, you know, sales is a grind, SDR works a grind. So it's, it's basically optimized practices for starting out your day, um, you know, the best way possible. So I, I started doing cold showers to kind of wake me up, get en energized, um, you know, doing different eating habits in the mornings to kind of fuel my, fuel my body for, for the energy that it's going to need throughout the day. Because, you know, come around 2 p.m., I'm, I'm typically crashing. But if I have the right fuel in me, I can I can keep going and, and get those extra few quality hours in. Uh, so that's a really interesting book that you know I I recommend to anyone who's looking to kind of optimize their day to you know just be better at what they do. Man, so many shout outs! I'm gonna have to tag all these people <laughs> in the post and uh, and make sure they uh, they get they get the recognition. This is really really cool, man. Um, cool. Any any other things you want to share with the audience? Anything that I didn't ask that you think might be relevant or helpful? Um, no, I mean, I, again, we got to come in every day and, and put the work in and, you know, where, where I find myself personally is, is learning outside of work. Um, you know, I'm a big, big believer in kind of investing in that in yourself. And if you got to, you know, spend some money or go expense money for your company to get these resources to continue to learn, um, I think you can actually really go a long way with that. And, you know, it's, it's something that I really enjoy doing, but, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I love that. I mean, we have the same mentality here. And just like you say, for us, like any, any SDR in the company um, at Alti Sales can expense any book they want at any point. They don't even have to ask. They just like buy it and then they let us know uh, conferences or going to like events in the city that might be like uh, under a hundred bucks, always without approval over a hundred bucks, uh, let us know and most likely get, they get approved. So, man, that education, just getting better. I think that's the reason why so many young people want to join the SDR world. It's just like, I want to get better. This is my, my entry to an interesting world. And then some people like me, we, we follow the career of just like building SDR teams and managing and trying to create incredible organizations. Other people go AE routes or other areas, but man, I really admire people like you that uh, put so much effort and really focus on self-education. I, I actually have a personal list of, I think I'm like at around 120, 140 books that I've read in the past, like, 10 years. So it averages about one a month and there's peers where I read two, three, four a month peers where I read just like one every two months type of thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, uh, I, I admire and appreciate, uh, you doing all that. Yeah. Love it, man. That's awesome. Cool. And then last, last question here, tell us about like the company and incentives, uh, some spiffs. And then you were talking a little bit about travel, which, which I'd love for you to share. seems like an awesome company to work for as well. 
For sure, yeah. So we are fortunate um, to be able to do what we call pop-up shops twice a year. So typically we'll do kind of one international trip um, and then one national in the U.S. trip as well. Uh, so we have an upcoming trip in Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, that's coming up in, in April. So qualifications for that are you got to be, you know, hitting your numbers, exceeding your numbers. You have to be in good performance standing. Um, and yeah, you get the ability to kind of travel the world, experience different cultures, which is, you know, something to really look forward to and to make sure that you're, you know, putting the work in to get those, get those numbers hit and um, to be able to, you know, have the opportunity to do these trips. Uh, so, and then there's another, another one in the fall that we're going to Chicago. Um, so we do have to work there, which, you know, is, is fine. <laughs> so we'll work for the week, um, you know, go out at night with the team and really get to connect on a, on a more personal level with, you know, people in the organization, um, get to see them outside of work and, and it really, you know, brings us all together. So that's awesome, man. Really cool. looking forward to it. Yeah, it sounds great. Great. I love that. Um, we travel a ton too, so I could I could relate to that. We do quarterly uh, SDR Presidents Club, so it's the SDR team. For us, we're a very SDR-focused organization, so um, every quarter we might go to like Mexico or Colombia and go, you know, water skiing or swimming with whale sharks and things like that. And I totally see what your organization is doing. It's all about like team building, getting to know your peers, and really having a comfortable environment at work where, where you love working there and you just have no reason to leave or go anywhere else so 100 100%, 100%. cool man i appreciate you being in the show if people want to get in touch with you or should they send you an email connect on linkedin what's what's easiest are you are you open to like answering questions and stuff like that yeah 100 if you, anyone wants to get a hold of me um just look up brandon ferris on linkedin um i am on there so just shoot me a note and happy to grow my network explore um you know if you have any questions whatsoever just feel free to reach out that way Cool, man. I appreciate it. Same here. Anybody wants to connect or if you know people who are amazing SDRs, they won SDR of the year 2018 that you want to uh, nominate them for the job or for the um, interview or you want to nominate yourself to come for, for an SDR superstar series, just uh, hit me up and uh, I'll be, you know, doing one of these every couple of weeks or every month and a half. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, hopefully we can continue sharing tips. So I appreciate being in the show, Brandon. Thanks for having me, Tito. It was fun, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Cool.